Today's scripture reading is Psalm 30. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, all you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but of a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you have established me as a strong mountain, and hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing, and you have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. And from the message, I love the last two verses from the message translation. You did it. You changed wild lament into whirling dance. You ripped off my black mourning band and decked me with wildflowers. I'm about to burst with song. I can't keep quiet about you. God, my God, I can't thank you enough. Well, we thank you, uh, church family, for uh, tuning in once more, and also those who perhaps watching from uh, different places. Thanks for coming to Weston Park Baptist Church on this first Sunday after Easter, uh, part of what we call Easter Tide that goes from Easter Sunday right up to Pentecost. So we are in this season for uh, seven weeks. And I thought uh, because of the challenges that we are facing these days with COVID-19, and there are real concerns, concerns for money, concerns for employment, health, uh, where it's all going, uh, you know, there's a certain anxiety here. So I thought it might be useful for us uh, to think in terms of faith in challenging times and to kind of go that way uh, up until pa Pentecost Sunday. And uh, looking at different texts, different messages that come in on that angle that might help us uh, as we... Uh, make our journey through these days. So I'm going to start off with a text from Psalm 30. And just as a note of background, it's interesting, uh, there's a commentator, uh, Brueggemann, who divides the Psalter into three sections. And one is what he calls Psalms of Orientation. I have a slide here for you to see these. Psalms of Orientation, an example of that would be Psalm 8, where life is basically good. Everything is in order. It's just one of those sunny times of life uh, when all is well. We are in relationship with God. We are in relationships with others. Uh, it's a good place. That's Psalm 8, and many of the Psalms are like that. On the other hand, there are what we know, call Psalms of disorientation. That's his language, Brueggemann, more often called laments. And these are Psalms where life is 
difficult. Life is challenging. There's an element of lament, of chaos even, and it's a hard journey. We're in the valley there, and there are many psalms that go that way. What's interesting, though, in terms of the scriptures, with psalms of disorientation, they always end in a positive statement. So it always ends eventually in the light. Nevertheless, the tone for the whole psalm is that of disorientation. And then thirdly, and this is the type we're going to look at today, are psalms of reorientation where the psalmist begins in a certain situation, often there's a challenge, um, but it emerges into a positive situation, but in a sense where there's a new perspective on life, where it's a new way to frame things. And what I'm hoping for us is that when we get through COVID-19, it's not just about a desire to get back to normal times. It's more than just going back to the way it was. Oh, I want to get back to the way it was so I can do all the things I was doing. I mean, part of that is fine. But when Jesus says, interesting in Matthew 16 to the Pharisees, you can read the weather, but you're not very good at reading the signs of the times. So I think when we have a worldwide pandemic, there is something for us to note and to reflect on, can we read the signs of the times? So that there's more than just getting back to normal times, but we want to move on into a healthier way of living for us, for our family, and in our relationship with God. So that's where we're going, Psalms of Reorientation. And I am suggesting that Psalm 30 is one of these, and that scripture has already been read so we will jump right in. So a psalm of reorientation. You'll note in the heading that it is attributed to David. So King David, we can think of him as an individual, a strong king for Israel. Think of his life, all that that means. And he begins in praise. He emphasizes God's name. So if you look at the text, you have it there in front of you, which isn't a bad idea when we do these talks. Have your Bible there. Look at it for yourself. You'll note that the name, the Lord, is repeated four times. David is thinking of who God is and what he's done. The focus is on God at this point. He's my God. He is my Lord four times. And then there are four main verbs, and the first one is God has drawn me up, and it's the same word that's used of a bucket that's been drawn up from a deep well. That's what David is saying. You have drawn me up. Why? Because I've been in a hard time, and indeed I've been sick, and you have healed me, verse 2. You have healed me. Thirdly, you have brought up my soul, and there's a reference to Sheol. You've brought up my my soul all the way from the dark place of Hades, Sheol. I was on that point of going into the Netherlands, and you've brought me up. Could be COVID-19 for some. And then fourthly, the verb, you have restored me. So David has been in a dangerous situation. It sounds like a situation where he's really been sick, and God has intervened in his life, and so he gives praise. We see in verses 4 and 5. 
Sing praises to the Lord, O you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. It's interesting, when that word is thanks is given, it implies commitment. It isn't just saying, thanks God, thanks God, appreciate what you've done for me. It's because you have done this, I thank you, and I now enter into a commitment that I will walk with you. It's, it's built right into the word, give thanks. And so he praises. I've been in a hard time. You've healed me, and now I praise you. So I think of the word uh, from St. Paul in 2 Corinthians when he writes this, for this slight momentary affliction, life right now, hard times, is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. That's a beautiful verse. An eternal weight of glory. I've been in hard times. God, you've healed me, and I'm looking forward to times of light and life and abundance with you, an eternal weight of glory. That's how David begins the psalm. So he begins in praise. But he references that there has been a challenging time. Now we move in and we drill down deeper and we get into that real problem, uh, the challenge that he was facing. And we see it in verse 6. You just hear his words. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you had established me as a strong mountain, yet you hid your face, and I was dismayed. Interesting, the word prosperity there has these uh, intimations. Complacency, pride, and even carelessness. I was in a place where I was strong. I was in the middle of my life, those years of strength. You can imagine David, one of the great kings of Israel. Things were really strong, and the kingdom was being expanded. But out of that, he was putting a lot of emphasis on himself and what he had achieved on his own. So I've achieved, achieved this. So you, state, you hear the statement, um, I shall never be moved at the end of verse 6. I shall never be moved. A time of prosperity. Verse 6. And then something happens in verse 7. God removes his hand. You hid your face, and I was dismayed. So what's happening here is David comes to a realization that in that strong period of life, he started to trust more on his own abilities, even though he was king of Israel, and he was moving away from God and trusting in his own abilities. And that it's at that point that God removes his hand, we see, and he comes to this place of, you hid your face and I was dismayed. Illness. So it reflects back on those first verses, verses uh, 3 and 4, or 2 and 3 in terms of the beginning, drilling down, this was really the issue. The issue wasn't so much that I was just sick, but that I was making myself the center and I was looking away from you. And so there's a good example of this in, in other places of the Old Testament, and one is in the story of Hezekiah, Isaiah chapter 38. Hezekiah was the king of Judah, another king. He also was sick. 
And not only sick, but the Assyrian uh, armies are coming in and are, are really challenging and it looks like they're going to take over and attack the city of Jerusalem. They were a world power. And Hezekiah is sick and going down and down, even to the point where a prophet has told them that get your house in order because you are going to die. If you remember the story, Hezekiah freaks right out, of course, who would not, and he starts praying, Lord, 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 intervene and help me, be my helper. The Lord does, and the Lord grants him two things. One, that you will live 15 years longer. It's a very interesting story, and not only that, the, for whatever reason, the Lord's intervention, the Assyrian army withdraws and does not attack Israel during Hezekiah's life. So the God intervened. He was on his own. He's going deeper down, down, down. He cries out to God, and God helps. And that is what we are seeing, the same idea in Psalm 30. Now, all of that brings us to the key issue. And the key issue is, can I reorient my life after this hardship? And so here we have famous words uh, from the Old Testament Scriptures, but David here, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. And the image is I've taken off all my old clothes and I've put on a whole new form of dress and that image becomes a metaphor of a change. I've changed. Not the mourning and sackcloth, but a new life of trusting in God and depending on God, even though I am David the king. He reorients his life. Chapter, verse 12 ends, So that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Again, thanks. I will give thanks. The key idea really is the statement back in verse 10. Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. Gracious is the word for grace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that I don't have to do it on my own strength, but I can now rely on your grace and your help in my life, and that is the route that I should be living. This is the new orientation. So as we end then, the, the invitation is for us, okay, we are in challenging times. And can I change um, my viewpoint so I look at God and depend on him and see him as my helper? It's interesting, there's a New Testament story of Jesus telling a parable. And you'll remember it well because it shows this necessary change that's required. It has two characters. There's a Pharisee and a tax collector. Let me just read it to remind you. It's short. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Here's the parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. And the, the Pharisee standing by himself was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector, I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector standing far off would not even look up to heaven, what was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, 
a sinner. Jesus then ends it, I tell you, this man, that is the tax collector, went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Pharisees trusting in his own ability, his own position before God, says that's going to carry me through. And Jesus says it won't work quite that way. This tax collector who has the humility before God and trust in God, a desire to change, he's the one who will go home justified. And so as that parable shows, there's also this change in David's life of wanting to reorient his life towards the Father in heaven. So in COVID-19, is it really enough to just go back to normal times? Is that all we want? There's this worldwide pandemic. And all I really want to see is my, uh, you know, my, my financial numbers to go back, my stocks to go back up to where they were, to get back into my routine. I like to go to the gym so I can go to the gym several times a week. Is that all that we want? Or are we looking a bit deeper? It was Socrates who said, the unexamined life is worth nothing. Long before Jesus, the unexamined life is worth nothing. Let's examine our lives in these days as we go through, as we want to get back to some level of engagement, sure, but I also want to learn something from this. And maybe, as Jesus says, to read the signs of the times and make my orientation with God one of life and health and abundance. And I offer these words in Jesus' name. Amen.
Style. It's by Jan Richardson. Blessing in the Chaos. To all that is chaotic in you, let there come silence. Let there be a calming of the clamoring, a stilling of the voices that have laid their claim on you, that have made their home in you, that go with you even to the holy places, but will not let you rest will not let you hear your life with wholeness or feel the grace that fashioned you. Let what distracts you cease. Let what divides you cease. Let there be an end to what diminishes and demeans and let depart all that keeps you in its cage. Let there be an opening into the quiet that lies beneath the chaos where you find the peace you did not think possible and see what shimmers within the storm. <laughs> 